0: what up what up fam it's your man black coming at you with another black man over 50 podcast what's up family man it has been crazy you got your boy black underground we're doing a full show on a recap of the dnc convention and the start of the rnc convention for those of my family out there that's democrats i know you are excited the DNC convention was off the chain. And so like I said, you know, one of the things we have to focus on, especially the Democratic Party, is that we can't be sidetracked. We can't get too upset at the media's information that they bringing out so that we can't enjoy our victories. And so that Democratic convention, I just want to say, was well done. It was put together just flawlessly. Uh, especially for it being the first time of having a virtual event, I really want to get kudos to the people that put that together. And now I'm waiting to see what the uh, I'm waiting to see how the uh, Republican convention is going to come back to top that. You know, one of the good things about being second is you can see what the first people did and try to improve. So that remains to be seen. But the way Black is going to go back over some of the things that happened in the DNC, the Democratic Convention, we're going to talk about some of the speakers who spoke in the convention. I bet, fam, you don't know that it was meetings and procedures and all kind of stuff going on at the convention, behind the scenes, making this a full four-day event. So your boy Black going to break it down to you kind of take you behind the scenes so you can kind of see what's going on out there from a political standpoint as we prepare to run for president. Like your boy says, we keep it 100 on the show. This is your boy Black with another episode of Black Man Over 50 coming at you August the 24th, 2020. We going in. And so, at the beginning of all our shows, your boy like to tell you, I'm not a politician. I'm not a pastor. I'm not an evangelist thinker. I'm not... Somebody who has the inside scoop on this, I'm nothing more or nothing less than a person that's doing research and getting you on the proper path to get your research so that we can all stay focused on the prize. And the prize for me is having a better life on the other end. And so, you know, we've been through so much in 2020 and it's been so crazy that the one thing that we can all agree on, probably and Democrat is that we're tired and we're ready to relax and chill out and not be on defense mode 24-7 every day. That begins to be exhausting. So with that being said, let's go back and see how the Democrats did on the DNC last week. And so let's first talk about Monday, August the 17th. They just simply titled that day as We The People. And so you had several meetings taking place Uh, Once again, this was the the first virtual convention ever done. And so they had the Hispanic Caucus meeting. They had the Labor Council meeting. They had the AAPI Caucus meeting. They had the Interfaith Council meeting, which is so funny because uh, I'm hearing from the Republican side that there's a question on the Democrats' Christianity. And so they had an Interfaith Council meeting going on over there. They had an ethnic council meeting. They had a youth council meeting, a women's caucus meeting. They had votes on reports from the rules platform, the conventions committee. They had all kind of things taking place, getting prepared for that evening, which was going to kick off the Democratic convention like no other. And they started out with your boy Bernie Sanders. I mean, your boy Bernie From Vermont, if anybody don't know who Bernie is, you must have been under the rug. And so Bernie came out, started off. He was followed by Catherine Cortez Masto from Nevada. Catherine Cortez is a handful. She brought it hard, and so she did very good. Coming back to back off that, they had your boy Andrew Cuomo, New York. So you already know. You already know he went hard. Gretchen Whitmer out of Michigan. Jim Claiborne out of South Carolina. The convention chairman, by the way, was Benny Thompson, and he's out of Mississippi, and he, you know, held it together. You had Representative Gwen Moore speaking that night. You had the former Ohio governor, John Kasich. remember your boy John Kasich ran for president. He had him speaking at the, uh, the Democratic convention. He ran for president under the Republican ticket in 2016. You also had Doug Jones out of Alabama speaking, Amy Klobuchar. Out of Minnesota, Amy coming hard in the paint. And ending it, bringing the house down, the one and only, like no other, Michelle Obama. And so Michelle Obama came out there, put the speech down, and I mean, left everybody waiting for Tuesday. I mean, it was an outstanding Monday, a good way to kick off the Democratic convention. So Tuesday, simply put, Leadership Matters, August 18th. The Democrats are trying to come and make sure that the message is heard. And so they had the rural caucus meetings, they had senior council meetings, LGBTQ caucus meetings, small business caucus meetings, disability, Jewish, youth, Native American council meetings. They had veterans and military meetings, you know. And of course, every convention kicks off with the roll call. And so the roll call is the presidential nomination. Given by each state, and so that's pretty of I a mean, watch to see how and to see who the different people are representing every state. And I think it was interesting to see that. Uh, but the keynote speakers for Tuesday were like no other. I mean, Monday was just getting your taste buds wet. Tuesday they came with Stacy Abrams, straight out of G town, straight out of Georgia. Your boy uh, Colin Alred out of Texas came. Brendan Boyle, Pennsylvania. Yannon Casila out of Nevada, Kathleen Clyde out of Ohio, Nikki Fred out of Florida, Robert Garcia, you know, you had Malcolm Kanata out of Penn State, out of Pennsylvania, Marlon Kempson, I mean, this is just the name of few, and you're only in the second day, you know, the speakers that came out, now, like I said, we're just talking about, those were the keynote speakers, 14 of them, by the way, 14 keynote speakers. Then they came with the powerhouse. You had Sally Gates. Who, you know, she just came off of being in front of Congress just a week before. You had Senator, Senate, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, straight out of NYC. You had the former Secretary of State, John Kerry, up in there. You had Alexandria Cortez. Now, she's a new representative, cracking heads up in there. You had her straight out of New York. You had Lisa Blunt up there. You had... <laughs> former president, Bill Clinton. You see what I'm saying? You had uh, uh, Joe Biden's wife, Jill, spoke. Now, this is just Tuesday, fam. It was going in. So, Wednesday, now, like I said, this is a four-day show, four-day convention. The fourth day, same thing. Hispanic meetings, labor meetings, interfaith meetings, all these meetings in the morning, getting people hyped in the evening. They bring the powerhouse, the Democrat Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, they brought the powerhouse. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, Senator Elizabeth Warren, Tony Evers out of Wisconsin, Gabriel Giffords, Kamala Harris came up there and killed it. And then if that wasn't enough, they bought Barack Obama to just shut the house down. And so all that led up to Thursday where you had more meetings, you had more things going on, but at the end of the day, they brought the heavyweights up, and you had everybody from Mike Bloomberg, you had Chris Coons, Kamala Harris came back out there, gave a little bit more love, the Biden family, and then they closed it off with your boy Joe. And so that was basically the layout of the Democratic convention. And like I said, you had powerhouses every day. It was very entertaining. Hey, you know, I, I thought it was going to be boring by not having the people in the, uh, you know, people in the audience and getting that crowd reaction. But they did rather well. And, and so, like I said, I would rather see it live in the future. You know, your boy black. You know, I keep it 100. I call it like I see it. If I thought they he wasn't giving it 100, your boy would take me. But that speech Joe delivered on Thursday night I think set the tone and and you know one of the big hits against the Democrats in the past has been they've been passive, and they're the nice guys and they take it in the chin while the Republicans continue to just come at them but I smell a little something different cooking in the kitchen this year and your boy Joe came hard I think his speech was just incredible Uh, he accepted the Democratic nomination that night Uh, they had uh, you know all the discredited remarks. You know these people never use Donald Trump's name. You know Joe Biden. I'm talking about Joe Biden specifically. Never used Donald Trump's name. You know he just referred to him as the current president. Now on the other side, you got Trump calling him Sleepy Joe. So it kind of tells you who's trying to get people stirred up. Who's trying to, for once, the Democrats are sticking on policy, staying on course, staying focused. Uh, But it kind of shows you where we going at in this thing. You know what I mean? You know, from the onsite of the campaign, Biden said he was motivated to run for president by Trump's response to white supremacists clashing with counter protesters in Charlottesville, Virginia in 2017. You know, it doesn't matter your ethnic background, your political affiliation, when you see injustice, that motivates you to get involved. And so, you know, the brutality that people have seen towards African-Americans, you know, we talk about Mr. George Floyd's killing in Minneapolis back in May. Uh, we talk about, you know, John Lewis's death in July. You know, black Americans are used to dealing with tragedy. And so this convention was really one of the first times I felt as though Somebody was listening. You know, they had a young kid. You know, I don't know if you guys caught this kid that came out and spoke, but he was amazing. You know, a young teenager. And and he was 13 years old. You know, his name was Brandon Harrington. And, you know, he spoke for two minutes. The only reason why your boy Black is even mentioning him in this podcast is it shows you how everybody's at the table in the Democratic party at least at this time and it was just awesome to see from children to women to black white Hispanic they really covered the spectrum but where it got interesting where your boy black took notes and where I want you to see how broad this is to try to get this ship back on course Michael Bloomberg came out that Michael Bloomberg just ran for president against the democrats only for the simple fact that he felt like none of them was qualified to beat donald trump so as soon as he built out the race he is now supporting the democratic party and he was giving, uh, you know some of his comments and you know obviously some of his money uh to the democratic convention and that's going to speak volumes going down the road one of the other things that i always think is interesting Anytime you talk about Joe Biden, anytime you talk about the vice president, it's his love for his children. What he went through, what he has gone through. And like I said, whether you hate the man, whether you hate the party, you cannot hate his character. And for those of you who don't know, Bo Biden, which was Joe's son who died from brain cancer back in 2015. He loomed over the entire night. I mean, it didn't matter if it was Cabela mentioning him. It didn't matter who was on that stage. You could feel the love that Joe has for his two boys. And so, you know, he he's dealt with a lot of tragedy in his life. And I won't go into that because that's not what this show is about. The show is about the convention. But Joe really, really, really did a good job under the circumstances and he's just getting started because Trump gonna come at him hard to paint you might as well uh, uh, be wrecked so as Joe calls him the coward in chief and he calls Joe sleepy Joe you can see how these two old guys are setting the stage for an epic battle but at the end of the day what was different is that the Democrats stayed on message They stayed on focus. They stayed on point. They talked about racial justice. You know, this whole situation that we've been going through is supposed to end with racial justice. You know, Biden mentioned both white supremacy and and systemic racism in his acceptance speech. And this stuff has never before been done. You know, black Vice President, female? Are you kidding me? So, you know, I say all this to say, you know, like I said, I want, fam, I want y'all out there, especially the Democrats, I want y'all out there to relax. I want y'all out there to do your research. I want y'all out there to challenge, not only your boy Black, but challenge this media Not in terms of substance and content, but in terms of the way they are disseminating the information. We cannot be in a situation where we cannot be focused. Because our politicians this time, unlike no other, seem to be focused. And so if we can just do our part, which is go vote, which is help each other then I think that will get us a lot further than us continuously antagonizing each other and trying to get us to only look at this thing from one side. We're going to have to work together at the end of the day, fam. Republicans, Democrats, Black, white, domestic, international, this ain't a one-man team. And so your boy Black really wants to bring clarity to the fact that we all in this together. And so, like I said, uh, the Republicans did an outstanding job. I mean, the Democrats, I'm sorry, did an outstanding job. Kudos to them. Uh, you know your boy Black, give it on both sides. So I'm trying sure to come at you on the Republican side too. Uh, today is the first day that they start in their convention. And uh, your boy DT, Donald Trump, <laughs> came off hard. So I'm going to get into that in a minute. But let me just tell you a couple little stories that's going down during the convention season. You know, we got... We got your boy Steve Bannon, which was an ex-Trump personnel, hot water, bro, hot water, going bananas. He done done something and they finna get it. See what I'm saying? You got, you got, you got people being shot. You just had a shooting just yesterday, seven rounds in a person's back in Wisconsin. Google it, check it out. It's getting crazy. The things that are going on behind the scenes are indicative of the things that we see in front of the scenes. And what I mean by that people, and listen to your boy Black, they are trying to keep you off focus. They are trying to keep you diverted. Let me tell you what sneaked out a couple years ago when Trump won the election. And I hope that we haven't forgot about this. And it was Russia. What was Russia and Putin and them doing? They were going through our social media and affecting us subliminally. If y'all remember, it was so much going on that we were just being fed into. And they said that the Russians for this election have stepped their game up. And so if you notice how many people are pissed now versus all the times in the past that we've had republican democratic disagreements and have been able to discuss it without being living you have people that can't even fathom a conversation about republican if you're democrat or democrat if you're republican and i mean it's crazy and so you know i'm going to end on that democratic note by saying you know it was a hell of a hell of a hell of a convention and you got to get kudos where they go. And so now we just got to see if everybody do what they saying they're going to do at the convention. And, you know, we know how that goes. You know, we've all been there, done that. And so, you know, we know that what we see and what they say sometimes may not be the same thing. You know, and it may not be nobody's fault. You know, like I say, this is a process that they got going on. So let's talk about the Republican convention. Before I get into who's going to be speaking, and what's going on, and all that kind of stuff, I want to say the word unprecedented. Anytime you talk about Donald Trump and the Republicans, the word unprecedented is going to come up. And sure enough, this Republican convention right out the gate, unprecedented. Trump gave a speech today before the convention, which in most cases you don't hear from the president to the end of the convention. Trump came out there doing his thing, as always. You had your boy Mike Pence out there. haven't seen Mike Pence in a while. But he was on stage. He was pumped. Looking a little tired. Looking like he had a couple bags under his eyes. But nevertheless, he was giving it 110%. And so that's the way it started. You know, they did a roll call. They did all their stuff so that they could be set for the actual convention, which is tonight crazy how they did that you know, crazy and so we gonna go over some of the people that's gonna be there tonight, in order of how they gonna appear, it's bananas dude, now like I say, I told you what went down at the DNC whether you like these people, you don't like them you saw the thought process that went into it, you saw the quality of names, speakers that went into it you were able to really see that the Democrats put some thought into that product you know they was trying to reach not just a small part of their base but the entire base let's see what the Republicans are gonna do they starting out with Timothy Cardinal Dover that's the Archbishop of New York I take it for what you want to take that as Charlie Kirk founder of Turning Point Rebecca Fedricks public school teacher Tanya Awareness, Small business owner whose coffee shop qualified for a loan under the Paycheck Protection Plan. Let me just stop right there. So the first four people that I named off, you don't know any of them. They have nothing to do with anything that you are trying to get accomplished or looking for from your president at this time. Those are the first four. Repre- Representative Matt Gats, Gates, Kim Khalid. She's a Republican congressional nominee. Rona McDaniel, Amy Johnson Ford. She's a nurse practitioner. You got Representative Jim Jordan. Oh, you know Jim. He's the one that at all the meetings be going bananas up there. A little short dude, Be going bananas. Here's a name we'll all recognize. Herschel Walker, former NFL player and businessman. Which, by the way, I may say is the only, the only black man that's going to speak today and the other funny thing about it and once again, your boy Black is not pro uh -uh, or negative against the Republican Party Uh, that's not what this is about what this is about is me just telling you facts, telling you what's going on you know, at the end of the day like I said, we gotta all do this together so it does me or you no good to be blasting anybody until we get to the finish line and then we can talk about everybody once we get to the finish line, but right now we're in the middle of this, and we need each other. And so, your boy your walker going to get up there and say God knows what? Bernie Jones is getting up there. Andrew, now, po- now. Nah, nah. Andrew Pollock, his father, Omeadow Pollock, who was killed in a 2018 shooting at a majority in Douglas High School. So, they got a high school victim up there. The funny thing about that is the NRA is a part of the Republican Party. And when you're talking about shooting victims, normally you're talking about dismantling the NRA. So it's just funny how Trump is just throwing everything into the pot. He ain't playing. Uh, You got Mark and Patricia McCloskey. And this is where it just got crazy to me. In terms of, I don't care what political party you with. At the end of the day, you're an American and you want to see something get done they are bringing up mark and patricia McCrosley from saint louis this is a couple who pointed guns at black lives matter protesters what does that have to do with the rnc again this 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 division that we start in all these racial wars it's going to come back to bite us you know you got kimberly uh gula which is trump's campaign fundraiser uh, uh your boy Steven Scalise is going to be there. That's the whip Republican. He's the guy that got shot uh, on the baseball field. Everybody remembers Steven Scalise. Uh, Nikki Haley's going to be up there. That's the ambassador, the ex-ambassador of the United Nations. Donald Trump's oldest son uh, is going to be up there. That's Donald Trump Jr. Tim Scott is going to be up there. Tomorrow you got Melania Trump coming. You got Mike Pompeo. You got Ron Paul. Kim Reynolds. You know, it's it's just it's just no comparison to the Democrats. Uh, Mayor Navajo Nation's vice president's gonna be there. You know, you got people that are going that were killed, family members that were killed they are gonna be there. So this is this is going to be very interesting. You got Tiffany Trump. I bet a lot of you haven't even seen Donald Trump's daughter. They didn't know he had a daughter. Tiffany gonna speak. Eric gonna speak tomorrow. So his other two kids gonna speak. Uh, Plus a few more speakers off the chain. Wednesday, your boy Pence comes out there. Not only does Pence come out there, his wife comes out there, Karen Pence. You got uh, uh, the South Dakota governor, uh, Christy Noem. You got Lee Zelda, which is a representative. You got Richard Green, former acting director of national intelligence. I mean, you just have so many people down here, which in my opinion, have nothing to do with what we're doing right now from the standpoint of giving us positive information. This is going to be insane. Jack Brewer, former NFL player, you know, Thursday, your boy Trump coming out there. That's the end of the convention. HUD Secretary Ben Carson is going to speak on Thursday. Interesting to hear what he got to say, you know. Jeff Van Drew is going to speak. Ivanka Trump is going to speak. That's the baby daughter. You know, Franklin Graham is going to speak. It's a lot of people. It's crazy. And so, you know, your boy Black just wanted to come at you tonight, kind of break down the, the, the DNC, the RNC, and as I told you, we're going to be starting the Black News. And we've already created what we just simply call it the rabbit hole. And in the rabbit hole, we compile a bunch of news and media information that your boy Black is gonna bring to you. Uh, It is so critical that we stay focused and we stay on the same page. Your boy is taking this personal, And so I'm gonna be the one in the driver's seat. I'm gonna be the one for the first couple shows making sure that the proper information is being delivered in the proper way. And so with that being said, one love, missed you fam, glad to be back, ready for the ride. You know the drill, your boy Blackout, peace.
1: is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. i oh, Not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system.